feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Margin. Are you ready to get rocked? I'm ready to rock! Uh, today we are reviewing, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, Jaume Colette Sarah's Jama. Um, Jama. I did it wrong. We literally, before this review, were like, it's Jama. It's Jama. It's Jama. We kept calling him Jam. I went Jame, which is the way that I said it at the beginning of this review. Jama Colette Sarah's Black Adam, starring the one, the only, Dwayne The Rock. Johnson and other people, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Aldous Hodge, Noah Centino, uh, Sarah uh, Shahi, and and more. Um, Eric, how are you? We um, we got to see the man, the myth, the legend in person. We did, Matt, and uh, that got will this, be a whole conversation onto itself. I think got this with- cool lenticular. Uh, collectible ticket and, so we can prove and, that we were there yeah. for the night the rock uh rocked toronto or canada <laughs> or whatever or black adam rocks canada um yeah. yeah we'll talk about that more in our experience um with the overall sort of event, event but also yeah. i think there will be a conversation to have with the screening um that we were or, or the IMAX <laughs> screening that we were attending as well. We can bring um, that a little bit here, but we'll, we'll focus on the movie here. It will be s- completely spoiler free. So this is our uh spoiler free on embargo review. Uh, I think we will be doing a spoiler conversation. I don't know like if it's going to be a gigantic one, but I think there are some things that we can touch on from a spoiler perspective in a spoiler cast. So uh, we will be doing a spoiler cast as well, which you can check out probably after the movie um, is released. But today, spoiler-free thoughts on Black Adam. Um, We'll focus on that, and then we'll talk about the event over on our Black Adam Rocks Untitled, uh, episode 135 of the Untitled Movie Podcast, where Eric and I will talk about the event. We'll probably talk about the Creed 3 trailer. We'll talk about Harrison Ford joining the MCU and different things. But today, uh, we're focusing on the movie, 15 years in the making, Black Adam. Yeah, so Black Adam is what you would kind of expect from... The Rock, where it's matching both his personality and his image that he's created uh, over the decades. It very much feels like he's bringing the Attitude Era into the hierarchy of the DC universe um, with this character. And essentially, you know, the the log line is uh, Teth Adam, uh, as as he's known, or the Man in Black, um, is brought into our time. Uh, originally an ancient demigod from 5,000 years previously is brought back uh, or is brought into the modern world into the uh, Middle Eastern city known as Conduct. And with that comes uh, this incredible power and strength that will rival many of Superman, uh, the DC characters that we've come to know and, uh, love i guess uh, in terms of the dc <laughs> we loved in some of them in the comics but <laughs> yeah 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 and in other movies that are not dceu related um but essentially you have 
uh, Johnson reteaming with Jama Colette Sarah, who they previously just worked together on Jungle Cruise, which was another kind of big budget studio movie. Um, there's more personality here than a Zack Snyder uh, DCEU movie, but it's but enough still... slow mo to make him blush, baby. <laughs> it's yeah, it still succumbs to the sheer weight, I think, of uh the running what, time and yeah. and specifically and what kind came of like before it yeah and and the gaudy excess of it all like i i think that part of this film that i was hoping for was it would kind of go off the rails a little bit from what Zack snyder had created and for the most part it doesn't um which is unfortunate even though there are some kind of fun nods to you know the good the bad and the ugly and music cues from the rolling stones and smashing pumpkins that are kind of like okay that is very much jama colette sarah you know interjecting a little bit of character into you know this franchise and sort of rebooting it i guess from you know the stance of bringing in you know Dwayne Johnson to be you know the head of the hierarchy in this and the and playing with it the best part of this whole movie or the most kind of intelligent aspect of it is how it kind of frames the US in using the justice society which is not to be confused with the justice league as almost as like they are the UN and that it's kind of looking at it from the point of view of a geopolitical angle that you know this middle eastern city in this you know fictional country needs help and they've never gotten any response from north america in any capacity whatsoever but as soon as black adam appears and becomes a threat they're there and the intergang is the other kind of major villain that kind of is you know, coming in and, and using up all the resources and what have you and the film does make a point to call out uh, the Justice Society and America for not doing anything in terms of being, you know, a geopolitical partner and helping those in need. And I think that really does have a moment there that is biting and satirical, but also making a really good point. And then the film kind of succumbs to, as you mentioned, a lot of slow motion, a lot of people punching and fighting, a typical third act DC, showdown with CGI. Laser uh, in the sky kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think there's some stuff in there um, that I think is interesting, and I think overall it's a mildly enjoyable superhero movie. Um, which you know, even before the movie was starting, you heard some people talk about, which I think were the guys that we'll talk about um, later, saying that The Rock always brings a seven and a seven and a half when he makes movies. Like he's just that perfectly palatable kind of like straight easy, down the middle, easy watch. Like they're usually entertaining, but nothing more. And I think that's kind of what you're getting in this movie. Like um, I'm with you. I think we both kind of like Jama Colette Sarah because he brings kind of this off kilter kind of weirdness um, to his movies. It's either like, weirdly funny or the music choices are out there and all those things you kind of already brought up or and set pieces as well right? set, like yeah. i think his set pieces are like you look at what he was doing with you know house of wax and orphan and even before he started working with liam neeson there was a lot of craftsmanship in certain set pieces that was like oh that was unexpected how ambitious that was and well executed in terms of the direction 
unexpected is a perfect term. And I think there are a few of those scattered throughout the movie. And I think that's the stuff that works best is like, I think the stuff where you go, Oh, that's, that's clearly a genre thing that he put into this movie. Right. And we were kind of talking after the screening going of like, is some of that stuff, is it meant to be satirical? Is Was it, it meant trolling to be, the DC? Yeah. Like, is it kind of poking fun at it with its overuse of, of slow motion and it's kind of paint by numbers, thin, kind of standard superhero plot and things like that. Like, I, I think it is interesting that the rock's been for 15 years trying to get this movie made. And it's a character, obviously he, he really wanted to make a movie of, and, and he's been talking about how the hierarchy of power of the DC universe is about to change uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> and you know what, for the most part, it is just a DCEU movie. I think like it's maybe on the middle to upper tier of those movies because it's not necessarily a high bar um, to pass. I don't think it's as interesting as something like James Gunn's The Suicide Squad or Peacemaker or something like that that is very much in this world, but um, I think is its own thing and, and, and actually... Uh, even has a little bit more to say or is done has some more interesting choices or is more entertaining but um this you know there are those moments you already brought up uh, most of them with the music choices or the, uh, the good the bad and the ugly sequence and stuff which is clearly a, a jame thing and like even with some of the the way that black adam uh, just takes out his enemies and things like that like there is some weirdly funny dark moments throughout the whole thing that will both have you laughing I don't know if it's with it or at, or at it. it. Yeah. And I think that's where I struggled. Whereas like, I didn't have a bad time. Like I, I laughed pretty frequently throughout. I, I think it overstays its welcome. Um, you know, it's just shy or just over, uh, two hours. Um, and I felt like for the first hour, um, I was kind of on its wavelength where I'm like, okay, uh, is probably kind of poking fun at this a little bit, but also having fun with it. The rock controls his screen. Like he always does. Like he is a charismatic guy and I think he's perfect to play a superhero or an anti-hero. Um, but even that, like when you go anti-hero superhero, like it, it, it's very much like, well, he's, he does the things that Superman won't do. And he's a, he's a bad guy, but he, he fights for conduct. And like, it's like, well, he's ultimately just, it's the, same classic anti-hero thing where he's ultimately just a hero at the end of the day and it's going to be hard to see him as a villain uh against either shazam or superman or whoever in the future um and it ends up just being a pretty standard superhero movie like it's a pretty thing we've seen a million times before pretty connect the dots from a to b to c yeah okay he kills people there's some weird humor in there the rock is the rock and like it, it's not a bad time but it is pretty much something i've seen at this point over and over and over again and i don't necessarily think it's doing anything to either elevate the superhero movie or do anything differently um it, it's just pretty much a okay superhero movie <laughs> and that's pretty much what you get with some weird elements here and there and i i don't really have all that much more to say and i'm sure we will when we go into spoilers and talk about specific moments and things like that and i i do agree with you of the the commentary on on how the united states treats some of these nations the that, un you know, is, is well yeah and the un as well yeah. but um you know the justice society like I think it's both again, I, I can't tell if any of it's intentional or not, but when you use characters like Doc Savage and Doc Savage, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dr. Doc Fate. Savage, we were talking about 
Um, yeah, because The Rock was The Rock was do... also developing Doc Savage with Sid yeah. Shane Black around That's the same time. And Doc he's been, Fate, sorry. Yeah, so so Doctor Fate, who's played by Pierce Brosnan in, in the most affectless performance <laughs> you've ever seen. Like any time that he says the Crown I laughed of at him Sabak, <laughs> yeah. it is amazing. The Crown of Sabak. Sabak. <laughs> uh, it's 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 incredible. Um, but yeah, part of you when you're watching the movie is like, okay. This took, you know, the narrative being, you know, 10 to 15 years to yeah. fully develop and like The Rock wanted to make sure that it was the right time for him to come into, you know, a comic book franchise such as this and choosing DC over Marvel and, um, you know, having the fans kind of let him or, or dictate what character he was going to play because it was he was like oh should i play shazam or should i play you know black uh, adam and 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 you know they went with, with yeah. black adam wasn't and, there lobo at one point Is that I, like, yeah i think yeah. lobo as well but i don't know if that was like something that was you know yeah. before then but yeah no so one he's wants kind of, a lobo <laughs> Do so, they? <laughs> you know i mean i mean i guess no one wanted a black or a black adam guardians of the galaxy movie you know like yeah, and, that's, and look no, that that's totally fair I, I i totally agree with i that, mean spawn's yeah. coming back so yeah, you know sure. anything's possible um yeah so I, I i think like when you're watching this you're thinking to yourself okay what is going to separate this from the other dceu movies especially considering Zack Snyder leaving and the hierarchy. I, we keep making the joke, but it is kind of like in a in a free for all right now. Where there was like, an okay. article that came out on the Hollywood Reporter, I believe, yes. yesterday that kind of details all that. So you guys should maybe check that out. It's interesting. Yeah, where James sure. Gunn is is pitching a secret project. There's also stuff that isn't DCEU related, but still DC related with Matt Reeves and the Batman and building and, out that universe, which is separate from this. And then like, yeah, and yeah. so you know, you're you're going into this thinking, okay, well if you didn't really care for the Zack Snyder Superman movies or, you know, Batman versus Superman, which I didn't, I don't think you did either. I, I'm, I think softer on them than you. Um, yeah, I, I, I despise them. Just yeah. I know you despise them. I despise uh, the uh, Whedon cut of justice league. I think the Snyder cut of justice league is wild <laughs> and like being in four by three and black or not black and white there is a black white, white version um and just being four hours long and and same with the director's cut of batman v superman which i like more than the theatrical cut and man of steel i don't i just don't care about superman all that much like as a character i know you're kind of in the same boat there um but i just i'm more indifferent than despise them if that makes sense like right I, I I'm just exhausted by them and I, I yeah. was exhausted by this, but I still retain some of those little moments that are kind of, you know, sprinkled throughout yeah. and, and, and kind of add a little bit of a, a spice personality. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I do like the rock quite a bit as well. And I think he is a good fit for the role. The only thing that I, I'm not maybe the biggest fan of is that I wish he kind of went further with being an anti-hero like a, yeah i agree like, like truly being he's a hero throughout the whole movie like, he, yeah well and that's the thing as well like when you're bringing a character like this into the modern world where superman and batman and all these other characters already exist it's really not that surprising so the aspect that they play on is that okay well he's he's a character a champion for the middle east you know like he's yeah. a character that is representing those you know that their resources are being taken that the people are being basically you know colonized and controlled and you know uh segregated and so 
with that, that's kind of interesting. But at the same time, it's like, are we really surprised that in this world that the these that Earthlings are living in, that another you know, demigod is 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 you know resurrected? It's like, okay, well, we've seen we've we've seen the destruction of Superman. We've seen you know Batman lives in Gotham. We, like, it's not really that kind of like shocking or surprising that this character, even with Shazam around, like it's not that surprising. So yeah. when when you have this character come in, I think it would have been more interesting or 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 worked a little bit better if Black Adam was the first of the DC characters to emerge on earth, but because you already have this world in play, it kind of feels like, Oh, well, it's just another, well, I guess technically that is true. 5,000 years ago, even though I know, but, but but in in the modern world that we live in, we've already been introduced to all these other characters. It's just like, Oh, there's another one. Okay. Oh, there's another Superman guy, (laughs) but he's like, but he's the conduct Superman, but but he kind of kills people. And and this is the thing. It's like, I was thinking like, how much of the rock is in that decision to make him kind of a likable anti-hero where like, he's still the totally. people's champion people's in, champ. Yeah. In, in, in a way where like, I think if Dave Batista played the role, like Dave Batista is one of those guys that doesn't care about playing a villain, you know, like he'll, he'll play. No, it's all about the rocks image, right? Like that's yeah. why I think black Adam comes off as more heroic in this. Like he de- never really has a villainous turn. The only anti anti-hero kind of stuff is that he's fighting the justice society like that's it yeah. he doesn't really necessarily do anything bad <laughs> like he's he's well, i mean fighting. he kills people that's that's sure, kind of the, like, the the morality batman of that in this universe kills people guess what superman kills people in this yeah. universe so like even if it's not least... direct i mean like i mean spoiler alert he killed zod in man of yeah. steel but he also did so much damage to and the killed rest of many Metropolis people in, in the process. Yeah. yeah. So Superman is as much of a genocidal maniac as, uh, probably killed Black more Adam. people than Black oh, Adam did. Definitely a hundred percent on that. And that's why Superman sucks. Um, but yeah, going back to like that persona, you know, I don't know much about Black Adam. So like, I don't Neither have do like, I. uh, so uh, maybe this is exactly what the character is yeah. in like being like, Oh, that's how he should be. I always or how thought he, he was the arch nemesis of Shazam. I think that or, that's how that they're kind of building yeah. it up. And that's what even the rock was saying. Like we need to kind of like build up these movies and it does feel like you're watching basically a two hour wrestling promo in a lot of ways where, you know, you're establishing this character. The film is long, but it also kind of has a pace of it going a mile a minute to give you backstory of black Adam, introduce the justice society and all these other supporting exposition filled openings pretty bad. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, it's like, is it doing that intentionally and kind of mocking, you know, what's come before it or or is is it being sincere because there's both a sincerity and there's also a satirical element to it where there are times where it does feel like almost it's on that kind of like Zucker brother kind of like plane of being an, an airplane movie or a naked gun film where it's spoofing some of the stuff that's come before, but then it also wants to have its cake and eat it too and play it straight in the way that it reminded me a little bit like kick-ass where kick-ass is trying to poke kind fun of, at the superhero genre, but also be a superhero movie. Yeah. Subvert it, but then also become it. And then this does the same thing where I never got the parody thing. Cause like I, I see it more, I guess is like fast and furious, which the rock is also a part of where I, I, I think that it is so self-serious and so sincere that you can kind of, that it turns into uh, into satirical. that, and I think maybe in the future that's what Black Adam will be viewed at, except by like DCEU like hardcore 
people because I think they'll ultimately like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't think they'll see that stuff because they'll just be getting more of what they want, which is what they got in those other movies, maybe a little bit better than what they got before. It still has all that Zack Snyder slow-mo. and But you it, can't it, look at an image like Hawkman and, and, and Aldous laugh. Hodge wearing the helmet and, and yeah. it looks so unbelievably awkward on him. And the way I that know. like, it, like as, a, like a, as a Warner Brothers executive or a producer on this film or even Aldous Hodge. Like Aldous Hodge is so self-serious in the movie. You too. can't look at those scenes where he's wearing that golden helmet, that mask, and be like, that's there is some sort of humor here because it doesn't fit well. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. And it just looks like it's a joke. And, and again, that's, you could look at it as both, you know, kind of poking fun at the genre, or you could look at it as maybe just being like, a you know, a, a mistake. Like they didn't really see a problem there, but like, it looks the, really goofy. And, it and does. I mean, the whole justice society does, right. Cause when you look at them, it's hard in the, in the Not time to see their Marvel counterparts. Yes, as and well. that's the thing because I we I think people who have been comic fans understand that every Marvel hero kind of has a DC counterpart, right, or vice versa, right? Whatever was created first, um, you know, uh, and that's that's fine. But I think when you you choose the members of the Justice Society and e, like you have Noah Centino playing Adam Smasher, who is clearly ant-man but only in his giant man form but with a peter thing, parker right? personality um, and a deadpool mask exactly know? and then also down to the oh i inherited this from the older version of the character which uncle is exactly al? <laughs> uncle al which we won't say the cameo but it's maybe in the we will talk about it in the spoiler cast but like that's even an ant-man thing which i'm sure is intentional from the comics and i'm not saying that we don't know that but like choosing to have adam smasher here hawkman who like looks like Falcon, right? For the most yeah. part, but with a and Hawkeye mask. as well, right? And yeah, in the original and, comic books, anyways. Yeah, and then um, having uh, uh, Cyclone, know, what, who Cyclone kind of is like, like Storm, Storm, and then, yeah, and then Doctor <laughs> Fate is basically Doctor like Strange. Doctor Strange, and then <laughs> yeah. going back to uh, Adam Smasher as well. Like his metabolism also kind of reminds me a little bit of the Flash, where like he always has to be eating something. Yeah, because he burns so much. Yeah, so I think it's like I get that these are all probably iconic dc characters in their own way maybe b tier much like the some of them were b tier in marvel but have become a tier because of the movies um it's hard to not see that right like when you see dr fate doing everything you're like oh he's literally dr strange yeah <laughs> and you're like he's got a and, haunted helmet yeah and it's just <laughs> like it's it's hard not to see that and then you go huh interesting choice like like <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, bless him, getting that paycheck. Why not? Um, I don't know. Like it, it, it's just it's hard not to see those Marvel movies in those, and then you go to that satirical thing of going, oh, are they poking fun at those characters? And then you go, no, I think it's like pretty sincere. Like The Rock cares too much to be like to make this a joke. I think like he he literally everything he's talking about is like this movie's for the fans. Like I care so much about the DCEU or the DC universe and like all this stuff. So I, I don't, maybe, um, uh, Jama is the one that kind of secretly is like, I'm not going to take this too seriously where the rock is taking it very seriously. And that's why you get this weird mishmash where you're like, not sure if it's, satirical or if it's just very straight and then that's why it ends up kind of 
being a little it clashes with itself and it feels like it's having this internal kind of combustion of like okay is this movie supposed to be playful and humorous and sort of you know warping or subverting your expectations of what we've seen before or is it also going to kind of you know keep in sort of uh sync with what you know we've we've come to expect from the dceu and there's more of what we've come to expect like it's still very much a dceu you know superhuman powered movie it's not birds of prey it's not um you know the suicide squad or the or peacemaker where it's like okay it takes these characters and does something really interesting with them it kind of is playing completely broad with you know it's it's technique but then it has these tonal kind of moments or shifts where it's like oh that's where like if you've seen you know non-stop or house of wax or you know orphan like there jama does have a really good sense of humor and it kind of feels like it got out more here than it did with jungle cruise um but it's still kind of fighting against the machinery of the DCEU and, and just kind of the, the, the structure of what one of these movies are. And even the rock a little bit too, because like, again, like I think like the rock acquits himself well. And I even like his confidence in the way that the character flies, like he kind of more floats than anything else, but there is something about that, that, you know, his, his presentation of himself is so strong, but I do wonder if he like puts that much emphasis into the other actors. Cause again, you know, someone like Aldous Hodge, who has been really good in movies like Clemency and uh, the invisible man and one night in Miami here, you know, could, you could put him in a fast and furious movie and he kind of would fit perfectly in that. But his performance here, while, you know, kind of being the leader of the justice society kind of feels awkward and uncomfortable and like his rapport with Pierce Brosnan doesn't really work and you don't care about their yeah, friendship. It's four moments. They try to make impactful that just don't work. And no. Uh... And, 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 and again, like Brosnan is fun because it's, he part of it is like okay this is me like making some money off of you know this this comic book franchise and what have you and then part of it is like it's just funny to see someone like you know a a former james bond you know in a superhero movie kind of giving a performance that is almost like it's it's almost like he's trying to play it stoic but it's actually deadpan (laughs) in the process, you know, like every line delivery he has, it's like, it's almost like, okay, I'm trying to match like, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch and Dr. Strange, but then ultimately it's like, it's him being Austin powers, (laughs) you know, and like, it's unintentional. It's unintentional, but it's also very funny and you're laughing at it, but you almost kind of are appreciative that, you know, Brosnan is doing it this way because it's just at least different, you know? Um, and, and the look of the film, like, again, like I think it uses CGI at times, interestingly, but then there are other moments where it's like, okay, well, we've seen this before and it kind of feels very much in line with what has already come. And for something that is supposed to shake up the foundation of the DCEU, this really kind of just feels like, okay, well now, you know, the rock might become the, figurehead of this franchise but not much else has changed aesthetically or you know creatively speaking and like maybe that's maybe it's baby steps maybe the next phase of these movies after we get you know 
Aquaman and uh, Aquaman two and, 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 you know, Shazam two, and then, you know, whatever the hell is happening with the flash. Um, once, you know, those movies have been finished, maybe then you'll start to see some more of whoever becomes the creative person running the show kind of make those decisions. Maybe the rock will have more creative input Say, on yeah. other, um, you know, solo movies not even just black adam because he is an executive producer on on the shazam films as well so it kind of feels like you're you're getting to that point now where it's like okay are you guys actually going to make any real changes to what's come before and like restart things and and we've talked about this on the regular show and we'll talk about it again where the dceu plan just seems so disjointed and all over the place where it's just like you guys don't really know what you're doing or it seems like it's like you don't know what yeah it doing. seems like they were going to throw everything out the window but then they keep including viola davis in these things and like and i like viola it, davis I she, think it's she not a spoiler good. that was in one of the trailers yes um i it's just and they're very much setting this in that dceu and well, I mean, even, even jason momoa and and, yeah. and ezra miller again whatever is going on there um you know like they're still a part of it even i think even gal gadot like it's like okay well they're gonna be in it but now we're gonna get rid of ben affleck's batman and bring in but Michael except Keaton. when he comes back sometimes and <laughs> yeah so it's like okay so and then you know like are are we are we sticking with what Zack Snyder established or are we trying to, you know, restructure this whole thing? But then it's like, okay, well, Matt Reeves will do his own thing over there. And then maybe we'll keep doing the DCEU over here, but we'll just kind of, and then the Joker movie is its own thing as well. Yeah. So it, it, you know what? I appreciate it in the sense of just going, okay, well it can be different things. Like, and, and you brought up some of the best of the DCEU, which was Birds of Prey, which is the Suicide Squad, which is Peacemaker. And then I also appreciated that they were like, okay, well, there can be these offshoots where Matt Reeves' Batman is in its own thing, uh, Joker is its own thing, and just make a good movie, right? And then, but they're, now they're each getting their own kind of universes. And then it gets um, more convoluted. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, we were going to scrap all of the DCEU. Oh, wait, now we're going to keep some of it. Okay, the Flash is going to be the reset point where we say that Michael Keaton's now the Batman, but most of the other actors are staying. Um, but they're not going to connect, but they are going to connect now. And then it's just like, oh, okay. And it seems like they were going to throw everything out the window, but once they fired um, – or not fired, that guy's leaving. I forget even who the head of DC was, the film's section. Um but he got in a bunch of shit of how they treated uh, people on justice league and things like that too. And um, I don't know, man, like it's, it's, it's interesting, but this to me feels like it's going to be, you know, more of the same, but I don't know. We'll see after these couple movies, like you mentioned, like, I, I don't know. It seems like it's in flux a little bit. Like, well, even with Batgirl, right? Like it kind of feels like anything could yeah. happen at this point with, you know, like even with the with the Michael Keaton thing again, like bringing in Tim Burton's Batman and being a part of the continuity now, it's yeah. just like, OK, so, you know, like like anything is possible. Like I wouldn't be surprised if The Rock is even thinking to himself, OK, well, let's bring in Robert Pattinson's Batman at some point or, um, you know, I don't, know Joaquin Phoenix. I don't, know. I, I don't either. I don't either. But don't I just would follow not be... Marvel. That's the thing is like, but that's I don't what, but that's what putting... he wants to do. I think that's I part of what. Dwayne Johnson wants to do like he even said like there is a possibility of Marvel and DC intersecting at some point I'm like 
I mean, it's becoming that Patton Oswald thing on on Parks and Rec, right? And Where, I know like, that that's connects. happened in the comics. There was a Marvel versus DC comic book and you know crazier things have happened and never say never when they're completely out of ideas and and marvel Studios starts kind of going down a little bit then i'm sure something like that will happen i think they'll cross over with star wars or something before they would cross over with dc but um those are all kind of jumping the shark moments for sure but i mean who knows it could be done well as well but like i don't know like to me it's like don't worry about what they were doing and dc was getting a little bit more interesting when they weren't worried about what marvel was doing because they went down this weird rabbit hole of they're like we need to play catch up and they're always feel like they're and i hate pitting the two companies against each other and weirdly i was more of a dc kid than marvel kid other than spider-man because like i liked batman um, when I got back into comics, I was reading way more DC comics than Marvel comics. And like, um, but then the MCU came and kind of flipped, I think mostly everyone minus Batman, right? Like, and you had those classic comic fans who always love Superman and things like that. That being said, Dragon Ball, best version of Superman watching this movie. Did I go invincible, better version of <laughs> Superman watching and a better this- anti-hero too, and, dude, watching this movie, I went. I thought of those two exact things you just said. I said, wow, a live action invincible movie could be dope. And then I said, a Dragon Ball live action movie could be done well. Like it could be. And I saw elements of that in here and just the the way technology is advanced, the way that you can have these super powered fights and things like that, where even someone like a, a, a Jama could have been fun to direct a Dragon Ball movie because I feel like he has that weird sense of humor too. That Liam Neeson is Master Roshi. Um, um, but then so you like, get the whitewashing. Thing no, that well, I right? agree. Like where Dragon Ball, I think, um, you know, he, they're a lot of the characters are Saiyans. They're not necessarily like, like you could interpret that however you want. Right. But right. Um, certain characters very much are uh yeah, I don't know what about how you would handle that properly if you were going to do another English language like version of Dragon Ball, but like it made this movie at least went, "Oh, okay, we have the tech now where we could do an invincible movie live action and it would be dope and or a Dragon Ball movie and it could be it could be uh fun depending on how you you handled it. But, it's got to be better um, than Dragon Ball Evolution. There's no way it can be worse. So, no. anyways, this movie is perfectly okay. Um, it's better than the Zack Snyder stuff just cause it's not as up its own ass. And like, it's, it's more like it's, here's a superhero movie and you kind of get what you expect out of it. And the rock is the rock and he's always, you know, um, charismatic and, and, and fun to watch. Uh, the movies around him a lot of the times are always just very, that six to 7.5 out of 10 where you're like, they're they're okay and uh he's very (laughs) consistent like he's very very consistent and um i think he delivers here he's solid like a rock um, and then uh the jama stuff is the stuff that uh really stands out but it's kind of just scattered throughout the movie so i'm gonna give the movie a three out of five i still think it's enjoyable i think i think you kind of know what you're gonna get with this movie and you get exactly that so yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like I think that it's above the Zack Snyder directed films. It's a little bit more playful in its personality because of Jean Maclet Sarah being um a vulgar a tourist, uh, as he has been called on online and, and interjecting a little bit more personality than, you know, what you would come to expect in 
um, some of these movies. And, and it does like, I, I just wish that they gave him the, the complete, you know, keys to the kingdom because it could have been weirder and it could have been funnier oh, and totally. it could have been more surreal. Um, but the way that it is now, it's like, it's like, okay, like this is, this is fine for a first movie, but um, you know, whether or not there's potential to make a better black Adam solo sequel or make a really good Shazam versus black Adam movie in the future. Um, I think it's all about that Superman versus black Adam movie too. Yeah. I I, I think it's, I think it's all dependent on who's in control and what the tone is, you know, like if the tone works, that it's self-serious, that's fine. You know, not everything has to be comedic or subversive or, or, or have kind of a, um, you know, a social political or geopolitical commentary. But, you know, for this, it's like, okay, like those moments that kind of break through, it's like, those are really good. Like, I want more of that. Like, like bring me more of that. And, and, and there is part of me that thinks that like, there is untapped potential in the rock playing a true villain in the way that like, again, crappy movie but doom he commits to playing kind of the guy who who believes himself to be the hero but is actually the villain and he was so good in that role but since then he's kind of straight away from that you know for the most part and it's like he's a company man and he's always a people pleaser he's the people champ like he needs to kind of keep that it's all about image right again like dave batista you know we didn't care love Dune, but like I love that yeah. he takes on the role of the beast, and he's like, I don't care playing a bad guy, and like, oh, you know, no. like Dave Bautista rules, but like, yeah, uh, and The Rock rules too in a very different way, right? Yeah, but like, he's I just very see there's so like much a... more that we could get from him, and it just feels like The oh, Rock like... feels more like a product, right? Like everything yeah. about him, Zoa Energy Drink, Terramina Tequila, or whatever the hell it's called, and like all this stuff, it's very much about like I'm selling myself, I'm selling The Rock, and I have to be this like uh larger than life like fun loving nice personality that like even though he kills people like it's still very much all that in there so yeah it's okay like i'm i'm curious of where they go next um uh, that article i i go read it because it has some interesting details about what matt reeves is trying to do what james gunn's doing clayface <laughs> oh I, I'm, I'm here for it um i don't know what clayface would look like in that universe um I'm I'm but I'm here for it. And then like they were saying that they were talking to Christopher McQuarrie to maybe do a new Superman movie with Henry Cavill, but like that's not really confirm that he's like in Don't talks it's just a, this movie i know that's the thing man <laughs> like if they get christopher mcquarrie to do it i'm like oh i'll go see that movie and like they work together on mission Impossible. put his mustache back like, on yeah he gives superman a mustache which you're already gonna get whenever you get invincible or, or yeah God, might as well um have christopher mcquarrie do the invincible movie <laughs> there we go yeah um and have henry cavill never mind um Anyways, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go next. I think you, you would just get more of the same here. So if you want more, if you wanted more of the same, you're going to get what you want. If you wanted something that feels completely different, you're not going to get that. Um, we'll have to see with Aquaman and the Flash and and whatever the hell's coming up to see where, where the DCEU goes. But um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will have a spoiler cast uh, with some details that we didn't touch on here uh go check that out that'll be out after black adam is out uh go check out our black adam rocks untitled which is episode 135 of the untitled movie podcast where eric and i talk about the event at the rec room which eric said should have been called the rock room for that night which is way better missed Um, opportunity 
We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the the march to the theater. We'll talk about Gosh. our experience in the theater, which we didn't touch on in this review, which definitely was a challenge to uh, sit there as as critics and try to watch the movie. Um, Luckily, it's a loud that. film, so yeah. that does help. And also, You'll- it's a movie you don't need to completely know every single detail with the exposition. So, and you know, Eric and I are, I'm very sensitive when it comes to people around me, to projection, to the overall cinematic experience, I guess. Um, Eric, you are, I mean, you don't like it, but you can put up with it a little bit more than I can. Depending on the Um, film. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this, I will tease it here. One of the most, one of the worst, uh, people or one of the worst experiences I've had at a movie screening in a in a very long time. Um, and and it's not just story. one thing as well. Like this yeah. is going to be something where it's like it is one of also Imagine, the weirdest experiences yeah. I think I've ever had at a movie uh, theater. And it just somehow I don't know if it just feels like they always sit two seats down from us or or what or maybe we're not noticing stuff that's happening on the other side of the theater but like just the absolute fucking worst so uh, go check out episode 135 to hear that story. Um, and we'll also talk about, uh, Harrison Ford joining the MCU. What the hell? Um, and as well as, um, uh, the Creed three trailer and other things like that. So go check out that episode. Uh, we have tons of other stuff, uh, that you guys can check out. Uh, you can check out our review for Halloween ends. Eric and I had an awesome conversation, both spoiler free and spoiler filled over on that review. So go check that out. Uh, Super Mario Brothers trailer. We talked about in episode 134, The Last of Us in 133. Uh, we have tons of reviews for things like Werewolf by Night, Todd Field's Tar, uh, Rosaline, Amsterdam, uh, Don't Worry Darling, all of our TIFF stuff. So head over at, and check all of that stuff out, whether it's on YouTube, podcast services, or the one-stop shop where you can find everything, which is Letterboxd, which is Untitled underscore Movies. And follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. They want the crown of Sabak. Sabak. Sabak.